Jenna. And Amanda. Ow, ow. Anyways, <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> we're super fun. Obviously, we've um, been talking to you guys about the whole venue guide, which is super amazing. Um, we didn't give it to you all at once because that would just be really overwhelming. So mm-hmm. um, we've already talked about the before. So before you're touring, you're doing your research. You're asking all these questions to yourself, to the vendors, to the all the things, right? So talked a little bit about that and how that's important because you need to do your research before because research and reviews are important right absolutely agree and then the second one which is our previous episode episode number two which was okay you're now doing the tours here are the questions you should be asking while you're on these tours what you should be looking for um and all that good stuff because that's just as important as well right yes cool now we are on today's episode Today's episode is on our side, like what we wish people would be asking. I love this. It's going to be great because now you're going to get, now we've already helped you on your side, now you're going to hear a little bit from our side as people that work at a venue. And it's still going to help you guys out. Oh, so much, but mm-hmm. we're going to really like dig in. It's not going to be surface level yeah. questions right. that you just find on Pinterest, like this is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so, like, if you are ready to book, I think this is a good time to ask these questions mm-hmm. before you actually sign the contract. Just to get an understanding of what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. who yeah. you're working with. Yeah, especially that. So it'll be really good, and I'm really excited to talk about it. But if you haven't gotten that venue guide, which you should have if you've gotten this far at this point, Okay. Let's take a pause. You're going to go into your email. You should have gotten it by now or in a couple days or depending on, yeah. Anyways, so you're going to get it. You're going to open it. And you're going to see part three, which is going to talk about these 17 questions that you are going to need to ask because it's going to help you. And this guide is completely free. So there's I'm no reason it. not. Is it, what is it? Zero doll hairs. Zero doll hairs. Free. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so on top of that, you're gonna get a little bit more of our personalities. Clearly. Um, but yeah, so while you're getting that, I have a story for y'all about my morning. Oh, tell us. It is, um, so right now it is pretty chilly. We have blankets, we're cozy, and we need coffee, okay? As we have. Because we don't just drink one pot, let's be real. (laughs) So we need more coffee, so I'm like, okay. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to get some coffee, okay? I walk in, and Walmart's stepping up on their plant game. I will tell you that. That looks real good. Coming from a plant guru, (laughs) that's pretty impressive. So if you're watching a video or if you see, like, clip, you'll notice, like, plants around us. Anyways. um, So, yeah, I walked in, and there's this fiddly fig just, like, being being the fiddly fig. I'm like, wow, that's a great plant. Go get the coffee. I actually go through the checkout and I like leave and I stop by one more time and I'm looking at these plants and I don't know what happened. I don't know. You blacked out. I blacked out. I picked up that plant. I went through the checkout again. I'm like, I just bought my coffee, but there's this plant and I really like it. That fiddly fig was working it. It was like, it's like, see me shine. Hello, mom. You know, there's like a little entrance person that's like, hi, how 
sorry, y'all. Whatever, you know. So it's this old lady, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to go get this plant. And she's like, yeah, that's okay. Go for it. <laughs> so I, like, go to the checkout, and then I see her again, and she's like, enjoy your plant, sweetheart. Like, oh, Aww. Thanks. So, so yeah, um, Aww. I ended up leaving Walmart with the coffee and a plant. Every plant nice. deserves a good home. Yeah. You're like, you're like, I'm your mother now. (laughs) Hey, I will say at least coffee grounds, once they're used, go well with different soils Mm -hmm. for different plants depending on what they grow. So, I mean, hand in hand, right? Yeah. So, um, that is a little bit about me. I don't know what happened and I ended up with a plant this morning. I love it. Is that your first plant? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) No. This is number thirty. Thirty. Our indoor plant. Thirty. Yes. Wow. I, I haven't counted in recently. It just it just kind of accumulated. I have to count again. But anyways, give us y'all's plant suggestions. Yeah, please do. If yeah. anybody's listening out there, make them easy ones because I try not to kill everything that comes into my home that's a plant, and it's very difficult. <laughs> so yeah. Plants, y'all. Okay. Moving on. Now that you've heard our story and we are now talking about the menu guide. So you got that in hand or on your computer or whatever. I have it on my tablet. Whoops. And it's right in front of me. So as you're looking at it, um, you know, you're one step closer to the big check off the list for the menu. There's a couple more things, right? So you need to know your specific dates. So that kind of goes into that, like your guest count, the style, all those like important things. Because whenever you do decide to book with a venue, they will be asking you like, okay, well, when's the date? Um, what package? Or what are you wanting to include in that? And then guest count. I feel like that's pretty, pretty generic. So those are some important things. Of course, um, I think it's important to let them know like what you're excited about and what you're worried about. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And yeah, I feel like and when you're scrolling down, there's also those 17 questions. So I feel like we could definitely dive into those 17 questions. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So Amanda, big question. Eek. Um, what question of these wow, I'm saying question a lot. What question of these 17 questions? do you think is more important or that you feel is important? They're all important, but. Well, can we first talk about, sorry. No, go for it. Can we first talk about why we think that these questions are important? Because I have a little note. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. I'm sorry. Okay. So, obviously, we're scrolling through this and you see all these important information, but, of course, we're wondering why is this so important? So, Jenna, why is this so important? So, like we said, like, these are definitely questions that we think you should ask and we wish that we were asked a lot more, but why I think that it's important for you guys is a lot of these questions are geared toward understanding the team's experience and also understanding what your day is going to look like. You might not see the huge significance of all of the questions at first, but after you get answers then we're hoping that this will help you start to envision how everything's going to work working with this particular team and venue. I think that's a good point because at this stage, like you're saying, Aileen, like you're, this is 
you've already toured them. You're kind of in the booking phase, like Jenna mentioned, like before you sign on the dotted line. So at, at this step, you really should be have a good picture and idea of what your day is going to look like. So knowing the team's experience will either support your vision at that level of detail or it won't. So that could be a deal breaker for you. And you could not even ever think about it if you don't have this guide and these lists of questions and then get months down the road and be like, why is this so difficult? Now I have to go find these four other professionals to fill this gap. Dang it. Wish I would have thought to ask this question from the beginning. So we're really trying to look out for you and future you when you're further into your planning. So that way you're like, man, I made good choices. I asked the right questions. I have no regrets. Right. Woo-woo. Yeah, it's very important. So now kind of getting into, okay, what are these questions? I bet you're wondering, hmm, what are these questions that these venue people want? Yeah. Okay. So there's 17 of them. Mm-hmm. Also, when you scroll down, there is a worksheet to kind of help you guide through that. But within these 17 questions, we do kind of explain why they are important. And Jenna, what which question really st- like stands out to you and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I really like a lot of them, but whenever I was looking through it, I think that my favorite one is asking will we see a team member the day of the wedding um i think that this is important wherever you're at if you're booking a venue that's just basically going to hand over a key and let you come in the day of and nobody will be on site or possibly somebody is on site but at a different in a different office space um problems can arise We hope that nothing will happen, but sometimes things happen. Sometimes it's something easy like we, yeah, Um, but having somebody there, just one person there to make sure that you don't run out of toilet paper or the lights don't mess up whenever you're dimming them. Or or, a kid messed with the temperature on the AC dial and you don't know where it is to fix it. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that that is so important so I would definitely ask that so will you see a team member will team not only will a team member be there but will you have access to them during your event I yeah I think that's a really good point I have coordinated in the past you know two other venues and I just remember there was one thing that I didn't even see the person until like right before the ceremony like, where is this person? Like, I, what if something were to happen? Like, I don't know where the light switches are. I don't know where any of this stuff is. It's like, I need to know where you are. And I don't know. I just, I come from like a customer service background personally. Mm-hmm. And I like to see a face. I like to be supported. And I like to be told that I got you. You're, you're good. I think it, that's what it comes down to is that level of support. And maybe you're your perfect venue, they hand you over the keys yeah. and you do your thing. And that's what makes you feel the best. And that's awesome. Right. But if that's not you, I think this question is golden. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what to expect. And then you can adjust and plan accordingly. It's one thing to know it from the beginning. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to hire a coordinator and I'm going to make sure she brings a team of three people. Because yeah. 
it's going to take three people to do the job of finding all these things that they don't know where it's at versus one venue person who would know all the answers. I don't know. I like it. It's good. Can I share mine? Of course. Yay. Okay, cool. Mine, I think, um, and this is hard for me because I wrote it, so I like them all. They're all so great. Um, But I think what I would pick is that you should be asking venues or the venue coordinator or whatever their title is uh, what their suggestions are for you as the couple planning. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of a trick-loaded question. It's a great one to ask in person during your tour or if you're going on a second visit with your fiance. Maybe they didn't go the first time. Cool. But what it does is it shows you if they've been listening to you, which I like because kind of like what you were saying, Aileen, I think customer service is very important. So if you're like, oh, we're super stressed about blah, 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 blah. Two minutes later, you ask them like, do you have any suggestions for us that we should think about? And they completely blow over that and don't even acknowledge it. They probably didn't hear it. And that's kind of worrisome, I think, personally. If I was planning my sister's wedding, that would be a red flag to me. But also, just like the three of us sitting here with all of our years of experience, they've got their own experience that they're bringing to the table. Maybe they have, like, the golden ticket answer to, like, put a line through your biggest worry or your biggest priorities or vision. Maybe they have an idea for decor that you've never thought about because it's not on Pinterest. And you're like love it I love it right now I'm gonna write it down this is golden so you could leave that meeting whether or not you decide they're the venue for you with something that you gained from it so that's why I like it because I think it, it kind of shows you a lot of different things yeah I agree with you on that for sure um I would probably have to say my favorite question would be asking about like the cleaning after the event Ooh. don't think about that and then the next thing you know, you've got your mom taking out the trash or carrying boxes. You know, it could be fine, whatever, but it just depends on how much do you want your family to be doing after the event. And then you shouldn't be cleaning afterwards. Like, what does that even entail? Does that mean putting up the chairs, the tables? Does that mean sweeping, taking the linens? I mean, you got to figure out, like, okay, after the event, what now? Yeah, because, I mean, there are some venues that I've worked at that, like, you can't even put boxes in the trash. They don't allow certain things in the trash. So you you really have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And these are things that should be in the contract, but they aren't always there. But maybe they're a deal breaker for you, but it's too late because you've already told the other venues, sorry, I picked somewhere else. And you go to sign on the line and you're like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should ask these questions before – you make that final decision because trash at the end of the night I think the biggest one people don't think about are like their exit trash because you're leaving so no matter what you're doing exit things are messy sparklers are a disaster when it comes to clean up uh confetti holy cannoli Mm-mm. it's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah most venues won't even let you do it anymore yeah. but if they do like indoors especially it takes a lot longer to clean up some confetti than you think it's going to be. Yeah. So it's not like you can even just be like, oh, we have people bussing tables. It won't be a big deal at the end of the night. 
it, it's going to take a while. Even if your venue does all the like tables, chairs, linens, big bags of trash, I think it'll take a solid hour just to clean up your own personal belongings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we could dedicate a whole episode to dressing room trash cleanup. Dressing room trash, clean up during the event trash. Like, okay, let's say you don't have service during the event. I think the biggest thing that I've really, like, learned about, like, event staff is from you, Amanda, of, like, the pictures. You don't want to look back in your pictures and see, like, your uncle with, like, 10 beer cans in the center of the building. <laughs> building a tower. Building a yeah. tower. I don't know. Like, that's not cute. No. Not I don't want trash in my photos. So, like... <laughs> It's like tiny little details like mm-hmm. that that you have to think about. Like, okay, like what services are included? Do I have to add on like people? Can I bring in my own people? Like, what does that even look like for my day? Well, and bringing in your own people for your day to help with that cleanup, it varies. Mm-hmm. Like here in Texas, there are TBC rules, there are food handler rules, so it's not like you can just hire your friends to do everything yeah. for you because that's not going to cut it. And I feel like we'll definitely get into. One of these days, family friend versus pros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. We've got a lot of opinions on that. Yes. Love our family friends, but there's a reason why they're professionals. Mm-hmm. And we're in the industry. We have a lot of family and friends that do stuff like this for a living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's And even then, uh, I, I don't enjoy being asked to work somebody else's wedding. I That's a friend. Because it's so much work, and I want to enjoy, like, if it's my best friend, I want to enjoy their wedding. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that should even be kept in here, because I feel kind of bad saying that, but it's not, I don't feel like it's coming from a selfish point of view. I think that it's more like, I want to celebrate with them and be a friend in that, in that atmosphere and not be a professional I agree yeah yeah I would rather gift someone the service that they are requesting me to do so I can be all in the moment on loving and focusing on them right and let somebody else work like even my my brother's wedding Aileen coordinated it like they talked to me and I was like listen I will help I'll be at your meetings but when it comes to that day I am just going to be pumped that my brother is saying I do and I'm gaining another sister. Yeah. Right. Like, that's how it should be. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we can definitely save that conversation for another episode because that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of moving forward through this part three of the venue guide, you've got all these questions, we've got all the descriptions as to why this is so important, right? Now if you like scroll down, you've got a little worksheet. Woo! Time to work it on this sheet. Yeah, because we're not just going to give you, like, all these great ideas and not an organized way to make it happen. Yeah. Who would do that? So, in this worksheet, there's a few more questions in here. Like, okay, um, how many years of experience does your team have? That's kind of an important one. Like, I don't know how I would trust someone that's only done it for six months. This is their first time. Right. I feel like everything has a price. So. Um, if it's not high on your priority list and it's a good price and somebody hasn't been doing something for a long time, that's okay to give them that opportunity. But I would say that there's a time and a place to trust somebody with being new to the industry. Well, cause everybody starts 
right. at the beginning at some point. Yeah. So I think that's fantastic. But yeah, maybe making it may not one of your like your top two priorities. Right. So that way you do have the space to give them the grace because they're they're learning. But the plus side is they're probably gonna go above and beyond for you. Because you are one of their first weddings, which is kind of cool. And they are not shuffling a bunch of different Mm -hmm. clients at that point. Yep. So in this worksheet, this one's kind of interesting because it depends on the space. How close together will the chairs and tables be? Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So in our experience, well, first of all, let's give a shout out to Amanda because she did an amazing job on all of these Uh, questions and this whole guide was put together by Amanda and her infinite knowledge in the industry. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. You, Yeah. (laughs) In our experience, um, we make our guest count smaller than what we're actually allowed to have in the venue because we want to make sure that there's space for everybody that's included on your wedding day so whenever we're giving our highest guest count to couples it's actually lower than what the fire marshal and our actual capacity for the space allows because we want you to have room for a dance floor and stuff like that that is a good question yeah chairs is like my personal pet peeve i don't know i don't know why i don't even know how i ended up here um, <laughs> but I think uh, the main thing is what Jenna's saying is that most venues, with a few exceptions, the number that they give couples is their fire marshal capacity, which is totally fine, totally acceptable. But then you have a couple who plans for their guest count to be that capacity, and they get there that day, and for example, I went to a wedding as a guest shocker I wasn't working it we do that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) on our days off we go to weddings (laughs) that's what we do um but for half of the room to sit down they had to move tables and chairs to be able to pull the chair out to sit down and they were within capacity of the venue so no like big rules were being broken but they were so close together both because um whoever set it up probably just didn't know they didn't have experience with that which is very common and it happens when you're setting the room up yourself or having friends do it but also because they wanted room for the dance floor and for photos so then after dinner we had to then move all the tables and chairs again so people could dance and because of that there really wasn't much dancing happening there were the specialty dances and like a small group of friends because there just wasn't the space to do it right and not all weddings want to dance, so that's perfect if you're just like, mm, nope, not about that anyways. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Like, this was one of our friends that, like, likes to cut it loose. She's got great dance moves. And you could just see it on her face. She didn't understand why people weren't dancing. And so the chair question, I think, is important because when you're looking at pictures on websites and on social media, you can very easily see how, if there's walking space between tables and chairs. And for me, like our team, even my sweet like husband, he gets annoyed about it because he'll be helping me sometimes set up a room with tables and chairs. And he'll just be going around and putting them under a chair like you're supposed to where, you know, the chair kind of pushes the tablecloth in a little bit under the table. We don't do that. Like mm -mm. that tablecloth is going to just hang loosely down the side 
and the chair will not touch it because when someone sits at that table that's where the chair is going to be right so if we have to push these chairs under the table to get enough room to walk between the tables no one's going to be able to sit at that table comfortably with someone sitting at the table behind them comfortably in the bride and groom being able to walk around and talk to people or like getting up for dinner they're gonna be like excuse me i need you to stand up out of your chair skewed it in then i can get by so i think that is a a really good (laughs) question for people who are like me and they actually want to walk around the reception room or have somebody who's has a disability or something we have a lot of people with disabilities that have um been in our wedding venue and right I mean they have room at ours but I couldn't imagine if they're trying to get in and out go to the bathroom or something like that that's a great Um, great thought because I hadn't thought about that during this convo at all It is. Make your life easier. Let us do the heavy work. Just copy and paste those questions. Yes. Um, these are super important. I'm a huge fan of this. I loved going through all of this. But, yeah, are there any final thoughts on this? I know that we kind of touched on this in the last episode, but I think that after you've determined your biggest fears or any anything that you're worried about on your wedding day – that this is definitely a great opportunity before you're signing a contract to ask, like Amanda had mentioned, asking their experiences, the team at the venue. Um, you can even ask that question like, hey, this is a fear of mine. Have you ever had this situation in the past and how did you fix that? How did you, what did you do in that situation? I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have much to add at this point, but I am super curious if anyone listening does do that bonus question that's on the worksheet, shoot us a message on Instagram or an email because I want to know how it worked out for you. I want to know like if, if you got anything out of it, if you thought about anything. That's all. I'm just being nosy. I love weddings. What can I say? Yes. So, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about that, yeah (laughs) well they know how to read we don't need to read them all the questions they'll be good yeah cool well you know where to find us on our instagram behind the party yes and let us know if there's anything else you want us to go more in depth on Mm-hmm. And next time, Aileen, tell them what we're talking about on the next episode. I can't what? Wait. Oh, my gosh. Okay, y'all are not going to believe some of these stories we're oh going to tell gosh. you. So, stay tuned, y'all, because mm-hmm. we're going to be telling you about real tour stories. Tour, tour. horror, tour, tour horror. horror. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Some stories of tours that we've done that, you know, those, some are funny, some are scary. They're just funny. They're fun. Yeah. It's just like some good real stories from our experiences. Behind the party. Behind the party. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. Well, we'll catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.